All right. That was a little 8-bit Over the Mountain by Chris. Do you have a guess? Normally, I like to try to extend out like that I don't know, and then I come at you with like cold hard truth of what it is. Pat Benatar. No, dude, I have. Give me a hint. I have no idea. (sighs) Um, This person was in a huge band and then struck it big as a solo artist. Simon LeBon from Dread Dread. <laughs> no. No, Chris. <laughs> Nick Rhodes from Dread Dread. No. Uh, Don Hanley? They were in the heavy metal. Oh, Rick Springfield. <laughs> uh, ch- all right, give me another hint. Had a huge show on MTV in the 90s. Him and his family. Oh, Ozzy? Yeah. What's the song called? Over the Mountain. I, yeah, zero clue, bro. Dude. I don't know that. Because you're not fucking metal, dude. I don't have a metal vest. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not like you, you and Jugs. You're not a card-carrying member of metal. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this is Best Frenemies. I'm Christopher Long. And I'm Johnny Castana. Whoa. I know. I said the last name. Yeah. Um... Well, hey, you know what? We are coming coming at you with another episode quick just to <laughs> shut up our our tens of fans. Hey, did you see our last episode said uh, bi-monthly? <laughs> no. Yeah. Did it? Oh, yeah. you, you they, we're going to fix that right now. <laughs> dude, you fucking lose your mind. Hey, so actually, before we started recording, I said that I didn't have any banter. Like, dude, I got nothing. Actually, I do have something. I need to make an official announcement that moving forward, there is an embargo on mentioning my wife's name or just mentioning my wife. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. So no more. So by, for all practical purposes, I guess I'm just kind of like a bachelor or a wi- No. I'm a wo- widower. Yeah, dude, that's my line. Do you get the fuck out of here with that? Pick your no, own. No, I'm a widower uh, because for whatever reason, my wife left town. She went to Israel uh, on business. She's still gone. I pick her up tomorrow at 1130. Sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she said fucking he- sent a text to me and Johnny going, hey, I'm just catching up on best frenemies. And like, what the fuck? Like, you blame everything on me. I don't tell Chris he can't record. Blah, 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 blah. Let me point out. This is the last thing I'll mention about her. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you're going. Then I'm recording right now because she's not here and she can't stop me. Oh, so, so you're saying that she stops you from recording, Chris? I'm not saying anything. I'm a widower now. Yeah. So anyway, she was giving me shit, and so I was on the phone with her, and I was like, "Fine, I just will never mention you again." She's like, "Come on, don't be like that." <laughs> so I'm like, "Oh, she just wants to be fake upset." Well, when. When she sent us that text, I immediately texted you and said that I was horrified that... I know. Because I, we kind of just hit the record button and don't really think much of it. We It's just us talking. and uh, It's all the filler stuff. Like, we know... We have our format. We follow our format. But then, like, like right now, banter, we're just like, well, we're going to talk. Whatever yeah. comes up. But uh, Well, I talk. My brother, uh, Billy, is convinced that you are always just looking for a moment to break out into song. You know what? When you told me that, I was like, um, no, that's total bullshit. And then I thought, I'm hungry like the wolf. <laughs> I like potatoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. I do kind of belt out just because... You know, I'm not a singer. Well, we added- and I like to lean into it. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you go, you start out too high. Well, okay, hey, hey, hey. yes, with Bohemian Rhapsody. You don't by know Queen. your range, dude. Dude, I, well, normally I do. I immediately, when I came in hot, that I had nowhere else to go, and I couldn't, I couldn't go any further. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Freddie. Hey, what can I say? Freddie yeah. Mercury's the goat. Dude, probably got so much pussy. Dude. <laughs> 
Seriously. Um, we added a new segment that if you email us at bestfriendofme69 at gmail.com, uh, we'll give you one of our phone numbers for you to leave a message. And uh, yeah, our whack pack. We now, decided, what did you call them? We decided to give them a smack back. Smack back. All right. <laughs> and and uh, Chris, I got a new one for us. Dude, shut up. Do you really? I, I, Chris doesn't know about this. No, I don't. I, you know what? I just think it's funny that people are circumventing me and going to you. Well, this one I couldn't tell you about because you wouldn't let me play it. So here we go. Oh, if it's my wife, I'm going to lose it. How are you Hang doing? on, let me, let me. You are speaking to the... Hang on, let me. Technical difficulties wouldn't be a show without Hello, it. Hello, best friend of me. How are you doing? You are speaking to the most consistent professor of Don Patrol, Professor Kenji. It's been a while since we have spoken, but I'm just reaching out to congratulate you guys and putting out entertaining podcasts, one after the other. Or so I've heard. I don't, I don't really listen. But successful nonetheless. Something I can't say about Chris's chokes on the mats. Or the made sleep for all the wrong reasons. Keep it up, you guys. And looking forward to more podcasts and see you guys in, I don't know, 2023. All right. Take care. You know what's funny? That is was, I just that thought, was Kenji. That I, was... I just thought yesterday. <laughs> like, where the fuck is Kenji? He hasn't been in Dawn Patrol forever. Well, he got a job as a fireman. I don't care. John the fireman's always there. And my first question is, let's hope that he's not the driver of the truck. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Because <laughs> he'll, cra- he'll crash your fire truck. Yeah. No, I think he's proven beyond a shadow and of get a doubt lost. that he can't drive. Even though he's like, oh, yeah, I've driven in. Where, like, where did you Columbia. S- yeah, like everywhere. He told us, he's like, you guys think my New York story is rough. Wait till you, I, I tell you guys my Columbia story one day. Yeah, you know what? And real quick, going back, uh, I wouldn't have let you play Kenji's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm not stupid, dude. I'm not. That's and what? for a second, I thought it was going to be Jamie, because that sounds like oh, something she'd yeah, do. <laughs> I mean, if whoever she that person is that I'm never <laughs> mentioning again on the podcast. Uh, your, your, former, your former wife, God bless her soul. <laughs> she was taken away from me too soon my baby was a saint <laughs> uh all right on this episode of best frenemies we are gonna do the top five movies that they better not remake yes uh actually this is a good look and actually i don't know people might not like this top five because i agree every list Every movie you listed, I agree with. Yeah, and same. We actually agree with this one. But I'll do a fake fight just to (laughs) keep up appearances. Um, Then we are going... Hey, what are we actually... We're going to show behind the curtain right now. Yeah, we're we're just loosey-goosey today. What's our meat and potatoes? We'll fucking figure it out. We're going to talk about Tokyo Vice? Yeah, that's what I was... I thought about that. All All right, we'll talk about Tokyo Vice. And then we're going to recommend some shit. Do you know what you're going to recommend? Not a clue in the world, Chris. How about you? Me either. (laughs) All right. Well, now I'm curious to see where this show goes. So let's find out. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing out of Costa Mesa, California, two of the meanest podcasters in the game, both Brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men, Chris and Johnny from Best Frenemies, we salute you on this day, you savages. Ha! What's up, bitches? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List. All right. Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko. All right. We got Top 5 Movies They Better Not Remake. Johnny, what's your number five? Uh, My number five is, can you turn up my headphones a little bit? Without messing up. There we go. Thank you. Uh, 
Number five, I have uh, Pulp Fiction, which I don't think they could remake because he uses the N-word so much <laughs> in the movie. Dude, yeah, I don't think they could remake that. It, that's like uh, Steve Carell's always said, you can't remake The Office because it's so not PC. Well, and then also uh, Bruce Willis in a scene says Mongoloid. <laughs> he can't. I don't think they could. could yeah. That. It's a classic. Yeah. But I'm really glad because I know what your list is. And so I actually I did yell at you. I can bring that up what I yell at your list for. But anyway. All right. Uh, number five for me. Fight Club. Like they can't remake Fight Club. I love Fight Club. Yeah. No, it's perfect. And like. What was Tyler Durden? Who else is going to play him besides Brad Pitt? Maybe yeah. Billy Crudup? <laughs> <laughs> Billy Crudup? <laughs> From uh, Golden God? Yeah. Um, well, dude, where are you going to get another meatloaf? Bitch, tip, <sighs> bitch tits Bob, dude? <laughs> dude, he was the best. <laughs> was Everything. Sad. You know what? Every casting choice in that movie <laughs> was perfect. Meatloaf, freaking Hello, Helen Bottom, yeah, good Carter, good. whatever. Uh, she was great, freaking dude, everything. Movie's great, movie's great. And you know what's really weird is when it first came out, it was not a success at the box office. Yeah, I know that was that super was weird. weird. Like I saw it and was blown away. I was just like, I saw it opening day, and then I went back with a couple people because right when you see the movie, you're like. The first time you see the movie, they're like, I need to watch it again now because I need to look for certain cues and stuff. Yeah, don't There's, say anything. Spoiler alert. Yeah, if you haven't seen Fight Club, Jesus Christ. I mean, you're not even a man yet if you haven't seen Fight Club. I know, right? Yeah. All right, what's your number four? My number four is Star Wars New Hope. Now, in 1977 when it came out, was it called... New Hope. I thought it was just Star Wars when we were little kids. I believe it was just Star Wars. When did they add the New Hope to it? I mean, probably, I'm guessing when he realized he could shoot all three, four, five, and six. He probably did distinguish them. But you know what's funny is that I remember Empire Strikes Back just being Empire Strikes Back. It wasn't Episode. Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. Like... And then it was just Return of the Jet. I don't know. I don't know when he did. We should look into that. We could circle back. Yeah. Claiming some yeah. claiming some bullshit. Yeah. Um, all right. My number four. Time Bandits. <laughs> so, uh, well. Well, one, you could, I don't think you could make that now. It had little people in it who were the stars. Dude, can you imagine remaking that, though? And they would go back in time. They'd have a map, and they could go back, and they were just doing it to steal crap. They stole it from God. What was with the rock? Like a piece of rock in the toaster? Oh, no, because the... Um, the it was, it, I was really little. It, there's the bad that. guy, the devil, who's okay. trying to steal the map, exploded, and they had to clean it up, and God said, clean up, don't leave any pieces yeah. around. And there was one piece that was left, left. And, and it screwed up their whole world. Yeah, and uh, but time balance, they dude. That is a bizarre choice, Chris. I know, right? <laughs> I don't even know what made me. I haven't thought of time balance forever, but I was just like, they can't touch that. <laughs> All right, what's your number three? Pee Wee's Big Adventure, a classic. Classic. You know what I just read? Tim, oh. Tim Burton, Danny Elfman. Dude, this is serendipity. I just read this yesterday that Phil Hartman co-wrote Pee-wee's Big Shut up. Yeah, he fucking co-wrote. Well, he was part of Paul Rubin's uh, comedy troupe. Yeah. Like where they would do the Pee-wee Herman show. Didn't he play... Uh, was he the genie or the mailman? I thought he was like the cowboy or something. Maybe no, not. that was, uh, what's his name? Lawrence Fishburne was the cowboy. Shit, I don't know. I want to say, say he was either the, the genie or the mailman. Probably the mailman. 
That's funny. I just read that yesterday, but then because I, I thought it was random, but you're right because he's always in the Pee Wee movie, and he was in the TV show, right? Yeah. Huh. Anyway, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Go figure. Talk uh, too soon. All right. Uh, number three. Back to the Future. They better, better not remake Back to the Future. Gotta get back. In time. You know what? <laughs> to prove Billy right, I'm, that's the power of love. <laughs> you know, hey, good Billy. Hey, hey, come on. Huey Lewis in the news? Hey, uh, allegedly, allegedly, uh, there might Donnie Darko might have uh, might have uh, had Dad go really slow in his car a couple nights ago in the Ralph's parking lot, and he was on a skateboard and he, he got to do the toe in. By the car. And allegedly, he was playing Power of Love out the windows as he was doing it. Are you kidding? (laughs) Why didn't you record that, asshole? That would have been amazing. You know what? Darko's got the best life, dude. Hey, you know, in Utah, we used to call that, if you would hold on and get towed around on a skateboard, hooky bob. Hooky bob? Yeah. I don't know why. Utah's got some weird words. What did they call it out here? Did they call it anything? Uh, uh, besides just yelling back to the future. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's know why they t- called it Hokey Bob. Huh? Yeah. Hooky anyway. Bob. All right. Uh, let me see. Hold on. My list. Number three for me. Or no. Yeah. Is it three? Yeah. No, it's number two. I already did mine. No, it's your turn. Number two. Okay. Number two. True Romance. Yeah, that's a good one. Again, and Quentin Tarantino wrote the movie. Yeah. And Tony Scott uh, and Brad Pitt was in it. Dude, <laughs> Played Stoner. Nearly Floyd. perfect film, dude. I fucking love it. It's a good love story movie. Uh, funny, funny thing. Okay, so... Uh, you know Travis Barker's with one of the Kardashians now. Yeah. So apparently, when he married his the chick that was uh, that had kids with like Oscar De La Hoya, his, yeah. his ex-wife. Yeah. Apparently, True Romance was like their thing, and their wedding was themed like that. And now she's casting shade on the Kardashian because Travis is doing it all over again. With- Dude, I saw <laughs> him doing something yeah. with the Kardashian in True Romance, and was like. Yeah, bro. I don't know about that. And she did the. She started her post with, "I just think it's funny." (laughs) Dude. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? You either laugh at it, like, dude, what a dick. I mean, if I were her, I would be like, "What a dick." That was our thing. She's all. We named her daughter Alabama after that movie. Shut up. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Hey, you know what though? As a guy, I'm gonna stick up for him right now and. It's like my jokes, dude. When I date a new chick. It's all dude, new it's jokes, all man. New, dude, you go with what hits, dude. But if I were in the Kardashians' place, I'm like, dude, I don't want your secondhand marriage. Like, I don't want your secondhand, like, true romance-themed shit. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Come up with something new. Do Pulp Fiction. And I'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. the gimp. <laughs> yeah. Of course you will be. Uh, all right. Zed's dead, baby. <laughs> My number two, The Godfather. Yeah, I love the. Although I do love The Godfather two more than The Godfather. I'm saying remaking, not a sequel. Yeah. Um, remaking, yeah, they can't touch it. Well, especially now because we're so all over The Godfather on. Yeah, because of the offer. Paramount Plus, yeah. the offer. All right, what is your number one pick? That they better not remake. Uh, well, it's probably it'd be your number one too, but we have to share the picks, and it's it's almost famous. Yeah, you know what? Because when you started this list, almost famous was number five, and Pulp Fiction was one, and I yeah. was like, "You motherfucker!" Well, I just throw them all in to get like, because <laughs> usually Chris and I will decide on the top five, and we're like, and we show each okay, other. Okay, and list. then we and then we just just to make sure we don't have similar picks. Because yeah, because a lot of times we have to take them off. Because almost famous. If they ever try to remake that. Oh, dude. I never. Hey, this is the thing. I never say anything's perfect because nothing's perfect. First and only time I will say Almost Famous is perfect. Have you seen the the longer cut that I own? 
The bootleg? Cut? Yeah. You know what? Yes. And as a huge fan, it was kind of cool, but I felt some scenes kind of screwed it up a little bit. Yeah, they were smart with it. Like, I mean, it's long anyways. It's a long movie before they added it. It's 45 minutes longer with the Yeah, the I, cut. I think they made the right choice to choice. cut some. Like the one scene where he was like presented a court case to his mom about letting him go on the road with uh, Steelwater. Yeah. I didn't think that added but, anything. But uh, uh, there was an awesome scene with uh, Kyle Gass, who was uh, Jack Black's partner in Tenacious D. He plays like a, a radio DJ, and he's like obviously, and he basically is interviewing uh, Stillwater, and he nods off in the middle of the honor interview, yeah. so they just start talking shit. It's pretty good. I mean, that's something I would do because I nod <laughs> off recording this podcast with you. I mean, I'm just being honest. Real mature. Uh, all right, my number one, Citizen Kane. Uh, I've heard rumors that they were talking about remaking that to make it current and for this time period. Yeah, nope. Did you ever see the movie RKO? Yes, I did. That was fucking good, too. Or the movie Mank. Did you see Mank on Netflix? It's about... Um, it was actually... Speaking of Fight Club, it was directed by David Fincher based... On a screenplay David Fincher's dad wrote years ago, but it was about Mankiewicz, the guy, the screenwriter uh, of Citizen Kane, and his he kind of got in a pissy match with uh, Orson Welles. uh, About so he was going to write it, be a ghostwriter because he didn't want the smoke, and then he realized he was like, dude, this is the best thing I've ever written. I want credit. Norson Wells freaked out. Oh, really? Yeah. But uh, no, that was good. Anything with Citizen Kane, the story behind it. I read a book about the making of it. It was fantastic. Yeah. But uh, Citizen Kane is pretty, I mean, nearly perfect. Chris, you, you do realize that you just canned like four things you could have recommended right there. <laughs> That's just kind of how I fly, Johnny. I just like to. Fast and loose. Fast you know, and loose. It's like my singing. <laughs> yeah, it's you never know what's coming. <laughs> oh, mama mia, mama mia. Mama mia, Vigoro. Magnifico. See, I didn't come in super hot. <laughs> There's places for me to go. You just snorted. Yeah, I did. I, I, did. Uh, I, did. I did. That you, was a- you try and singing is like me like becoming a writer. So there you go. Dude, shut I'm not that bad. <laughs> asshole all right well that was uh our top five movies they better not remake never ever better than we're back (laughs) all right this is the meat and potatoes of the episode and we are going to discuss tokyo vice yes johnny pronounces it differently i just i my question was is it is it is it tokyo or tokyo sounds damn near the same (laughs) i don't know uh so there is an hbo 
Plus. Hold on, is it HBO Plus? HBO Max. Max, that's it. Dude, there's so Idiot. many stream, there's so many streaming services I can't <laughs> keep them straight. I'm starting to lose like, hold up, what streaming service is this on? Like the offers on Paramount Plus, Tokyo Vice is on HBO Max. I did I was thinking about that the other day. I'm about to start work on Monday and I'm like, do I keep all of my streaming services? And the answer is yes. Of course I do. You I can't wait till you get a job. You're gonna be fucking complaining and just like woe is me i no. can't watch freaking 18 hours of television you know what, chris you know what, chris i enjoyed it the whole time i was off so. well yeah no shit dude you didn't do anything but i wasn't all like oh, oh what am i gonna do what am i gonna do <laughs> you're gonna start all right so tokyo vice i read the novel or not the novel the book uh it's nonfiction, written by jake adelstein Adelstein, I don't. <laughs> no, karma. I don't know. I hey, don't know. That's karma. No, me. it's hey. No, I mean it's it's a shout out to uh, Young Frankenstein. Where he's uh, like, no, it's Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. So I don't know exactly how he pronounces Kay. it. But that was anyway. amazing. Carry on. He. Uh, he was uh, the only non-Japanese crime writer for like uh, Japan's largest newspaper, and he was on the Crime Beat, uh, and it's fantastic. I mean, the the story, the nonfiction story, deals with him. He infiltrates or gets access to the yakuza, and interviews them, and actually exposes. I mean, I'm not going to say exactly what he exposed, but he exposed this. Uh, the conspiracy workings. of one of the high-ranking members uh, doing something. Uh, so it is, and it, it goes into the culture. He spends a lot of time on the culture. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't say enough good things about the show. It's so cool. I mean, it starts out with him taking the test to uh, get into the to get into the newspaper and and he the the books were he first of all he was the only american to ever pass the test yeah and then um they they really they really pound in that the uphill battle he had and then uh i just like how everything's against him and he he finds a way to you know bond with certain people at the newspaper to bond with the police and uh even even some of the Yakuza take a shine to him. He, I mean, the one thing, so in the show, so first off, on the show on HBO Max, it says based on the events surrounding his life. So it's based on, it's not, you know. Yeah. So they're kind of having that loophole because there are some things that kind of, in the book, I mean, he gets married, he's married. Um and actually, there's one scene that I still remember. He was married. He went to a massage parlor in Japan. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, he talks about kind of justifying why uh, a rub and tug is not cheating. It's not cheating. And he ends the chapter with like... It's called a happy ending, Chris. If it's there on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> if I can order it a la carte. Um, <laughs> He ends the chapter with like letting her go ahead with the rub and tug, and then she grabs his dick and sticks a finger up his butt. Oh. <laughs> it was like, that, whoa, that, dude! I didn't realize the that costs extra, dude. I know a <laughs> finger up his butt. I was like, yikes! Yeah, but it was a little, it was a little uh, Japanese finger, dude. <laughs> Jeez. But uh, the funny thing is, is so. I've been telling everyone that the book, when I knew that it was being made into a series, the book was great. I had Josh Tightbutt read it. He's supposed to call in today, dude. I'm out of Tightbutt right now. Oh, that son of a bitch. He had a meeting. He had work. <laughs> uh, you're going to be so happy with the work excuse. Oh, sorry, guys. I got to get up early, go to work. Like, <laughs> dude, yeah. what's better? Let me ask you. I'm gonna, we're going to pause real quick. What excuse is better, work or my wife? Work, because nobody, wife, it's like, 
you got people that are, oh my god, pussy, and then they they're like, oh, she's coming. I gotta go. I gotta go. I do what I want. Oh, don't tell her I said that. Yeah, I would say work works the better. One. I'm actually cooler to my married friends now that I'm not married. When they're like, yeah, I won't, I'm not gonna be able to do that. I got you know, I can't. The wife's not gonna let me go, and I'm just like. Yep, I remember those days. Yeah. You, you and Billy, Billy sent some article about, what was that article that he sent where it was about the guy that didn't want to get in a relationship because... He just had, like, <laughs> all the TV time? Yeah, the there's golden, just, golden age of television. too much to watch. And that was totally you. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, I feel sorry for you guys sometimes. <laughs> uh, anyway, so... The book, so Josh read it. I don't think he liked it as much as me, but he liked it. He said, solid recommendation. That guy finishes, he reads books so quick. Dude, dude he, I recommended way back when, when I recommended on the podcast, She Rides Shotgun by Jordan Harper. Fucking great book. Everyone I've recommended that book to, loved it. But he hit me up. I mean, dude, it was like nine o'clock at night. Hey, I just got the book. I'm going to start it. I'll let you know when I finish it. Like, in the morning. I'm like, what? He's like, I I don't know if he does it with every book. He freaking read through the night. Like He, he, goes, if he goes from start to finish. Well, he reads a book in one sitting, basically. Yeah. And it was it's like... Crazy. Freaking crazy. But, uh, so he liked Tokyo Vice. It was really good. But the thing is, when the series came out, I kind of started looking i was looking up like if, if if the writer had any more books that came out because i think he was supposed to have one published but then he decided he got a job in another magazine and he was like i'll just do it at the magazine yeah. and not publish it but i was looking if he had anything and there were a bunch of articles that came up that don't believe what he wrote like embellished like he was working on a documentary on the yakuza as a consultant for the filmmakers. Yeah. And apparently the filmmaker totally described all the shit he did and was like, I don't think he knows anyone in the Yakuza. Well, it's a great story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, he brought it. It was like the James Fry kind of million little yeah, pieces. Yeah. Shit. And it was like, oh, dude, it was a good story regardless. It's a great story. Hey, Million Little Pieces is a great book regardless. Yeah. It was a great book. Uh, I mean, if you just liked it because you thought it was real, then, you know, probably don't read it. Yeah, and I, and unfortunately for me, I had just got sober when the book came out. I'd been sober for a little bit. You, you had uh, a couple, couple years, years on me. And then I read it and it was so like, like, dude, uh, but the only thing is when I read it, I was like, I told my, so my sponsor told me to read it. And I was like, Hey bro. Like even back then there were red flags. I'm like. I mean, he's so detailed about when he got sober, yeah. like the first days of being sober. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, That's that a, whole week it's is a fuzzy. Fog. It's a fog. You're like, just sweating. And I can't remember basically two weeks before I got clean and about two weeks after I got clean. I, it's all foggy. Dude, this is the time. I, the reason why I know is right when I got sober. I got three different people gave me the, that book for Christmas that year. Oh, shit, really? I had three copies of it floating around my house for a while. And... uh and Chris, I know this is going to surprise you, but I, uh, I, I carry a resentment from time to time. No. <laughs> so when, so when Oprah called him out, I was like, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, he, I mean, there was shit in there that I was like, well, the one part, the big, the big red flag for me of not being true was that he made a big deal about not getting Novocaine at the dentist because he was sober. And I was like, Novocaine is yeah. not a mind-altering substance. Yeah. And he had this fucking gay, macho... Uh, he had this lame... Sorry. Can't, can't get PC. He had this lame, macho thing where he like had the drink, the shot poured for him at the bar. And he didn't take it. Like he, like, like he was playing chicken with the shot. Like, dude, you're just a weirdo. Yeah. And, I, uh, and he lied about uh, his, the way his girlfriend died, which is weird. Well, he made it. Well, so the story I heard is that he wrote the book as fiction and no one would publish it. Uh, Nobody. So he was like, 
I guess after talking to his agent, he was like, well, it's non This all really happened to me. And so she sold it as a this memoir. Oh, uh, yeah. And people were like, dude, this is great. So that whole, like, Hollywood ending, you know, of, like, saving his girlfriend and, like, yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, so anyway, when it came out that he embellished it, I mean, it was like, I'm not surprised. Like, the whole Dennis thing was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, yeah. Because, I, I mean, dude, I'm not. Dude, if I had to go to the dentist with never not getting Novocaine, I would never go to the dentist. Oh, like, dude, I my dentist gives me uh, a nitrous for when I get my teeth cleaned. Does he really? Dude, I'm in a dentist office, okay? So I know. Like you're a, you go to the dentist more than anyone I know. How else am I going to get high for, and not lose any time, Chris? Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on nitrous. I don't know if I would do nitrous, to be honest with you. At the dentist? Yeah. It's the fucking best, dude, son. Dude, because I think, like, I don't know, dude. Nitrous was the best. Like, when I would get, it, back it, in the day, when I would get nitrous, it was the best high. Yeah, I, I didn't get in an argument at my dentist's office, but, like, dude, if, if, if we do 35 minutes uh, nitrous, right? And you're going to bill me for an hour's worth of nitrous? Then I demand to sit in that chair for 25 more minutes. What? <laughs> they charge by the minute with they, nitrous? Yes, they do. And I was like, you guys are going to charge me a full hour. I'm getting my full fucking Just hour. Just give me. I'll take it home. <laughs> can, you, can we put it in a plastic bag? <laughs> can you put it in some balloons for me? <laughs> Oh, dude. Like, I'm in a dead concert. Oh, yeah. You didn't go to dead. You went to Lucille's. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. I could do nitrous at Lucille's, dude. Actually, I would rather do nitrous <laughs> at Lucille's. You don't have to pay for parking, Chris. <laughs> or pay or drive your wife and her drunk friends around. Okay. okay so, getting back to Tokyo. You know what? Wow, dude. We just really went off. We totally Man, we followed those bread. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have much. <laughs> what we were talking about was more interesting to me, quite frankly. Uh, anyway, Tokyo Vice on HBO Max. Uh, I like. I'm about. I think there are a total of seven episodes. I think I've watched four, so I have uh, three more. Yeah. Uh, it's enjoyable. I like it. I dig it. I um, dig it. I also, but I am going to recommend the book. You can get the book. Uh, the book is fantastic. This doesn't count as your recommendation today, though. Or does it? <laughs> no. We haven't started that segment yet. There's going to be music in between, Chris. Oh, dude. Aren't you done with the music? No. Fucking. Aren't you done with the reading, Chris? Never. Oh, well, actually, I am thinking of focusing my time on singing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I mean, have you even got... Do I, for Christmas, do I need to get you guys a, a karaoke setup? I have one. I got it two years ago. I haven't even set it up. Did, now, That's a tragedy. My next question is, did you find just the music for One in a Million so you can sing it at parties? Oh, dude, you want to hear something funny? Much too high. Dead. <laughs> dead. I was on a conference call, and I was messing around with my phone. Oh. Music came on. One in a Million. Thank goodness it wasn't at like any of the questionable part. But I'm, whoa, hey, how'd that get on my phone? <laughs> well, I don't know. Whoa, no. My friend Johnny must have come Dude, over. Dude, he freaking downloaded that. He he's racist. It's <laughs> not me. Um, yeah, actually, dude, I'll be totally honest. I'll sing one in a million karaoke. I mean, I'll bleep <laughs> it out. I'll bleep out like beep. Yeah. Make no sense to me. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, Tokyo Vice book and series. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for still listening right now. <laughs>
You know what, Johnny? I just want to say before we go into our recommendations, that I just feel like this episode we fucking nailed it. Nailed it, dude. Nailed it. Always, hey. always prepared, Chris. Always prepared. What do the best frenemies and Boy Scouts have in common? They're always prepared. Oh, I was going to say we've actually been sexually molested, but <laughs> whatever. Always prepared, too. They both eat brownies. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I'm, uh, I'm going to throw a curveball right here. From- I, I thought you were going to start singing Sex Pistols there for a second, Chris. Shut up a second. <laughs> I'm going to throw a curveball. I was going to recommend a book. But I decided I'm going to pull a Johnny and I'm going to recommend something I have not seen because I am confident it is going to be fantastic. I am an antichrist and I am an anarchist. I know what I want and I don't know how to get it. Not the lyrics to it. I like your passion, Chris, and that's you know, punk's all about attitude. Hey, punk is about. Do you want to start a punk band, Chris? You can sing. Fuck yeah, shitty triangle. I'll let you sing. <laughs> well, you're well, not gonna let me do anything. Well, I'm gonna hey, be the logical choice well, of the front man. We gotta pay Donnie Darko to like play guitar for us, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we were watching a show. You and I both saw it at the same time. It's during a basketball game. Hulu has a new series. It starts the, I believe, the end of the month. Uh, it's on the Sex Pistols, and it is created, directed. I mean, I assume executive produced by Danny Boyle. It's going to be on FX and Hulu. It's called Pistols. And I am, ju- I'm all in. Yeah, with Danny good. Boyle. I mean, dude, Danny Boyle's one of those directors that's like, you know, I mean, 28 Days Later, The Beach, like, Sunshine, like, freaking Slumdog Millionaire, the guy, pretty much I'll go, hey, did you ever see Speaking of Which? I think it was his first movie, Shallow Grace. Oh, yeah. Dude, fucking. Oh, it's a fucking fan- excellent movie, dude. Fantastic movie. So, I'm all in on Danny Boyle. So, uh, I'm going to... Shallow Graves was along the lines of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Like, just all kinds of crazy stuff happens in it. It's yeah. awesome. Was it, no, what's his name in it? Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah. No. Um, uh, Ewan... Ewan, Ewan, McGregor. Ewan McGregor. And then he took him from that and put him into uh, Train Spotting. Yes. Because he did oh, Train Spotting. Oh, yeah. And I didn't mention Train Spotting. Boom. Yeah. So, uh, dude... The best. Danny Boyle's the best. Um, so I am recommending something that would allow me to sing Sex Pistols. <laughs> he was, he was, dude, you guys don't understand. He was, do you think that he was singing the whole song off the air? So, um, oh, you're right. I did screw up the lyrics. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> oh, don't know what I want, but I know how to get it. Okay. I was saying I know what I want and I know how to get it. So I think that's within the realm of uh, believability. So why'd you have to call me out, dude? Hey, Chris, I wasn't. <laughs> why'd you have to call me out singing the Anarchy in the UK? Because when anyone thinks of Chris Long, <laughs> they think of punk. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, Johnny, what's your recommendation? Because I, I, I got work to do right now. So. Well, I was going to recommend the show Minx, but... I'm scared I already recommended it, and that would be my luck. So uh, I'm going to recommend the uh, documentary that I saw last night, which was on Ozzy Osbourne's uh, first, when he, first guitarist of his solo career, Randy Rhodes, and it's called Randy Rhodes' Reflections of a gu- Guitar Icon. And uh, it's good. I didn't even know Randy Rhodes was the original guitarist for the band Quiet Riot. And Ozzy oh no shit! Stole- really? Yeah. All right, hold it real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, tee you up right now. So my memory, I mean, everyone knows I'm a hashtag music head. Uh, I, I knew Randy Rhodes. So the two things I know about Randy Rhodes: he had an affair with Sharon Osbourne, mm-hmm. and he died in a plane crash. Yeah. That's all I knew. I knew he died, and it was devastating for both Sharon and Ozzy, his death. Yeah. Tell the so, story so, about the plane crash. So the, the plane crash that happened was that, like, their tour bus, they had, like, 
They had to fix like their air conditioner on the tour bus, and there was like they were in Florida, and uh, they met up with a guy that borrowed a plane that was a pilot, and apparently they had all been up for twenty four hours. <laughs> so I can only imagine. Of course they were. And uh, so they were the pilot and uh, Randy Rhodes and Sharon Osbourne's best friend, who was their makeup artist. They were all in the plane. And they were all fucking coked out, and they kept doing touchdowns on the tour bus. So it was they were coming down, and they were literally having the wheels of the of the small plane land like land While on the, the roof. Tour bus is driving driving down, down, down the, the road. Yeah, they did it three times. On the third time, the wing clipped the back of the tour bus or the side of the tour bus, and. Uh, they said that they estimated that the plane was going 150 miles an hour and it hit a pine tree and burst into flames and uh and went into a the man a mansion did anyone in the mansion get hurt i don't think anyone in the mansion got hurt because it landed mostly in the garage side all right but uh all three were killed instantly you know ozzy was asleep on the tour bus and woke up to you know said it looked like a looked like a battlefield you know peace here peace there you, when you told the story, it didn't make sense to me until you said the pilot was high on cocaine too. And I was like, okay, totally makes sense now. Yeah. Like I totally, to, quite frankly, dude, that's something that I would have, if I was high on coke, I would, like, oh, this is hilarious. Let's do little touchdowns on the tour bus. Yeah. Like, dude, what? Yeah. 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 So, and he was only, he was only 25 years old. Yeah. When he that died. sucks. That sucks. But uh, yeah, and so one of the songs was Over the Mountain, what we did at the beginning of the episode, because I've been rocking the Aussie and Randy in my car on the way over here. Dude, Over the Mountain. I love Pat Banachar. <laughs> uh, I love Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Seger stole my thumb drive. Uh, all right, what song are you going to recommend? Well, uh,. Do you just want me to sing? Tom, you're... Hey, no, no, no. Chris, hey. Chris, 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 Chris. I can sing us Chris, out. Chris, Chris, I got a song. <sighs> Tom York and his guitarist from Radiohead, they have a band with uh, their producer. They have a side band called The Smile. And uh, the first song sounds a lot like... Uh, sounds a lot like... Uh, Radiohead, so I'm not going to play that one. The, the song that I thought was kind of cool is this song is called The Smoke. And uh, yeah, I dig it. Album's coming out soon. And uh, once again, the name of the band is called The Smile with Tom York. And uh, the name of the song is The Smoke. Hey, do you think that band, since their name Smile, do they get nitrous to make sure they have a good smile? <laughs> I hope they don't. I hope if they pay for an hour, they get it for an hour. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying balloons. Fair's fair. <laughs> all right, let's hear the song from Smile. Set down. 